Blog Talk Radio. On September 25th, 2019. You know, I have been watching the Greta Thunberg. Is that how you say her name? I don't know. The Greta phenomenon, just like everybody else. And, and it, it, for me, it related to recruiting because it's got me believing that we're on the verge of a huge breakthrough for autistic people. And it's because of the convergence of a, a few different trends. Number one is diversity. It's strongly believed now that people who were rejected in the past have a lot to add to the workforce because uh, they've got special talents. Autistic people, their attention moves more slowly than the average person, so they can hold ideas in their mind longer than average, and they can think about them better than you and me, right? There is a a Hmm. problem. There's a problem. The slow-moving attention means they can't pick up on social signals, right? So they're never going to be a Jerry, and it makes them seem kind of robotic. But that's not a big issue now because everything's done in front of a computer. So you don't really need any social skills at work anymore. And, in fact, as proof, we know that everything is going the way of the robots. The robots are going to take the jobs away from regular people. And it says in the Bible, the stone which the builders rejected might become the (laughs) – it says it will become the cornerstone of the future. I can say might because I'm not sure what's going to happen. But I believe that there's a lot of CEOs who are on the spectrum, the autistic spectrum already. They're just in the closet, and eventually they'll be coming out because it's going to be very popular. And you're going to hear more about that on Jerry Jerry. This is the recruiting animal Well, I got a sore back. I don't know what happened about a half an hour huh. ago. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I guess, yeah. My guess is nothing happened. What? <laughs> Forget I got to thank my sponsors. I got to thank the sponsors. Got to thank yeah, everything's over my head. Got to thank the sponsors. PC Recruiter. The boss over there is Martin Snyder and he calls it mm-hmm. the Swiss Army knife of recruiting mm-hmm. software, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool that everybody loves. And finally, the uh, online uh, interview technology, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, Honeit.com. Nick Livingston, great guy. He is the CEO. I'm going to go to uh, our guest, uh she was here three years ago, and she's uh, deigned uh, to come back. Her name is Susie, S-U-Z-I-E, Grieco, okay? And uh, her Twitter is SG2 
underscore recruiting. Okay, I'm not even going to comment on that, but that's what it is. Susie, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me and for inviting me again. Okay. Well, I had to twist your arm a bit, I think, but uh, you showed. Thank you. On time. She's the first. She's the first guest in in years who's got here before me. Okay. And uh, let, let's see. I've got mostly. I took this off your LinkedIn. Not many people state so clearly what they do. You work with cleared developers, systems engineers, DevOps, automation engineers. What's cleared? The security. It, it it means they can work for the government. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Federal, gov- federal government cleared uh, technology professional. So that means you're not a spy. Is that what it means? Uh, it just means that you work with classified information. Yeah. So they assume you're not a spy. Is that what it means? <laughs> I I don't want to I don't want to jump into definitions, but I'm just going to say they work with classified materials. Okay. Okay. Hey, I don't want you to put your foot in your mouth when that's your business. Okay. DevOps. What's that? A programmer? <laughs> DevOps. Uh, no, DevOps people. DevOps. Uh, it is someone who sits in between the developers and the systems operations to ensure that the code moves quickly through the uh, life cycle. Oh, okay. It's sort of like a, a an efficiency engineer. Is that what it is? I wouldn't. I, I think they would like to see themselves as efficiency engineers, but they do. Um, they're able to move code faster through the. Okay, I'm moving on. Look, they're, they're, they're groaning. Someone's groaning. This is painful, either, either. dude. This is painful. Okay, I don't know. Okay, Jerry. Okay, uh, here, here, I'll just go to your personality. He's Joe Weech. He's the one Joe. asking the questions. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, okay. no, the, Joe. The, the, the questions were painful. I'm sorry, not your answers. Thank you. I mean, you. what is a cleared person? Seriously, you need to eat it. Well, yeah, I just wanted to put, get it clear, and she wouldn't come to, you know, she wouldn't admit what it really means, but that's okay. Okay, okay. so Joe okay. Weech says, Joe Weech says that you are feisty. What did she mean by that? Are you feisty? <laughs> I'm going to say yes, passionate. Thank Can you, you have Joe. an example? You Shout have out. an example? I'm going to ask you a behavioral question. Can you remember a time that you were feisty? Um, probably with you the last time I was here three years ago where you didn't like oh, my question. What a cop out question. Answer, what a cop out. Like oh answer. no. You're not gonna get away with that, but I'm moving on. Okay. <laughs> you run a conference, uh Recruit D C. Am I right about that? I'm on the board that helps put one on, yes. Okay. There's been a lot of uh complaints lately that at the uh, SHRM, the Sheerum conference, there was forced hugging. Do you have that as a warm-up? Uh, do you have forced hugging at uh, Recruit DC, or do you see any problem with it? <laughs> okay, A, I didn't even know that was a thing, but I do tend to greet people with hugs that I know. Is that forced? Okay. I don't think so. But, like, if, if Jerry and I attended, would we be forced to hug other people? <laughs> I'm going to say no. Okay, good. Anybody else want to comment on that? Anybody else? You know, is it really a, is it a good warm up or a bad warm up? Forced hugging. Anybody want to say something? It's kind of Did anyone actually go to the term conference? It depends on who you're hugging. Okay. Okay. Here's a okay, Jerry. I mean, if you're, you're like complaining a about me, party you have a better question. Animal. That's what you, you have are. a better third question. Third party whistleblower. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. If Jerry says I'm, I'm, I'm wrecking the show already, anybody is welcome to ask her a question instead of me, okay? Um, the floor is going to be open. I'll continue with my questions. I think they're great, okay? But anybody else is welcome. Okay, here's my next question. Agency, is it best for a new recruiter to work in an agency or is an in-house corporate recruiter first? Jerry says agency, I say in-house. What do you say? I say agency. Why? Do you want to know why or no? Do you care? Why? Yeah, I said why. Okay, I didn't hear. I didn't hear that. All right, why? Because they train you, the good ones, will train you to be fast and efficient um, in terms of your sourcing, which is something that is not necessarily a priority as, as a corporate recruiter. So sourcing is, is good sourcing is the reason. Okay, my explanation was but, you no, get no, to no. know not if you... No, not just good sourcing, fast, good sourcing. Okay, well, what does that mean? You want to elaborate? Give us an example. Give us an example. Sure. So, okay, uh, so, so hold on. At the corporation, there's just resumes coming in. What? So if I'm looking for a DevOps professional, um, yeah. I am not taking my time or waiting to the end of the week to source. I am putting out it to my network. I'm sourcing on all the job boards I have access to simultaneously. I am reaching out to my existing uh, employees and asking them all at the same time. So they teach us to be efficient within 24 hours to get our best set of candidates as opposed to taking our time finding them. Okay, so should a, a, a good recruiter uh, be doing sourcing during the day, or should that be left for the evening? They should be doing it all the time. But I, a lot of them will work at night as well. Well, but as well, so all, they should be sourcing. Some people say daytime is for phone calls. Nighttime is for sourcing. I say source during the day, during your regular working hours, lead a real life. What are you saying, 24 hours? I, that's a non-answer. <laughs> well, if you're sourcing, you're finding people's numbers so you can call them during the day. So, yes, you have to source during the day so you can call them. Okay, calling is not sourcing. Anybody want to talk about Anybody got a comment on this? Anybody got an Call, issue calling with this? Sourcing, I, oh, okay. calling, calling is not sourcing. Recruiting. Calling is recruiting, recruiting Jerry. Being a more elevated profession. Recruiting is, is a calling, okay? Sourcing is finding out the names. Name gen is sourcing. Okay, that's what I, it's obvious, right? No. 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 Look at his name. It doesn't have sourcing. a number with it. Or Jerry's got to say something. Hold on. Jerry's got to say something. You don't want to squeeze him out, feisty. Go ahead, Jerry. No, I'm just saying I sourcers do, to some degree, provide qualified candidates. Now, qualified means perhaps that they've been spoken to. Yeah, okay. That's recruiting. I Michael, talk G. Cox, you don't call Michael G. Cox, are you going to decide this one? Uh, I'm sorry. What's the question? Oh, he doesn't even <laughs> wake up. <laughs> It, are Wake you talking up. about the uh, the agency versus corporate thing? No, again? that was ten minutes ago. Okay, uh, if I'm if I'm losing Michael G. Cox, if I'm losing Michael G. Cox, okay, if, you know. Yeah, okay, sorry. next question, uh, Susie. Is it important to like your candidates? Wow, that's a tough question. Um, no. No, it's not necessarily, but it's important for me because I, I, I it makes the conversation more enjoyable, which hopefully okay, so results it, it, in a better Can you place people you don't like? Can you 
can you pl- you know you're hard to nail down you know you're slippery can you place people you don't like I probably don't do a good job selling them to my clients as opposed to someone I do like. So if I had two candidates, one I liked, one I didn't, I definitely would not do a good job selling the one I didn't. I'd so the you other can't one. place, so if you don't like someone personally, you can't place that person because you would be inefficient. Is that what you're telling me? I, here's the deal. If I'm placing somebody, it's a possibility that I may end up having to work with them. And if I don't like them as a candidate, will I like them as a coworker? The answer is probably no. So I'm why, gonna, why will you have to work with path, them? I'm going to say no. But you're an agency recruiter, aren't you? Um, a combination. We, I'm, a, I'm a boutique agency recruiter, so I do a little bit of RPO as well as contingency placement. But okay. even, if, even contingency, they may end up being my client. They may be uh-huh. the person I hire, maybe the one who calls me and says, I need to hire from Okay, are you saying that you have to like all your clients? Do you like all your clients? Absolutely do. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. I love my clients. Okay. Uh, Jerry, well, I, I need Jerry. to interject here. I need to interject. Yeah. Yeah. See, for, for, for Animal, it's really hard for him to picture liking more than one out of ten people. So for him, it's like, <laughs> how... How is this world of liking and likability and hugs, how's it all going on out there? Uh-huh. I like most people that I work with. Yeah. I really do. Like, what, what's to not like about people that you don't really know anyway? You're not, you're not golfing with these people. You're not going out to dinner. So really it's about do you like them as a candidate? And if they're qualified, yeah. you probably like them. No. no, that's not true at all. That's not true at all. Um, Michael G. You Cox. are wrong. I'm right. Michael G. I'm Michael right G. Cox. Again. Can you decide this one? Wake up. Are you with us still? You I am with like you, and I don't, I, I don't. We don't spend enough time to like these folks right. one way or the other. Right. You can. So you're, you're so wrong. Great. You lose, animal. I agree no. with. <laughs> I agree with Jerry. I okay. Win. Anybody else? <laughs> Anybody I else on money. the line? Anybody else on the line want to comment on that? Okay, no. Okay, okay. Okay, so let me just ask to clarify this. Animal, help me understand what you mean by not liking a candidate. What, what Some people, I don't like their like? personality. I don't like them. They're pushy, they're argumentative, uh, you know, uh, they really? disagree with me. Yeah. Wow. Huh. You, you certainly do bring that out in people. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You put the candidate into a corner, and when they fight back, you decide that you don't like them because they're bushy. <laughs> okay. Next, next question. No okay. credibility. Okay. On my Facebook group, Susie, uh, somebody said that his client wants a one-year guarantee, and he thinks that's outrageous. And there were some really interesting comments. Uh, you know, and people said, look, if the candidate leaves after three months, it's a management problem, okay? And, uh, you know, and, and, and so I want to know what you think. Is a one-year guarantee uh, reasonable or outrageous? Uh, it's outrageous. Yeah? No, I would never accept it. I would never accept it, no. What's your guarantee? But then remember, re- remember um, the, place, the, the world that I play in is our technologist. Um, yeah. So it's not executive, so I don't know how executive search does their pricing, but I always thought it was thirty, thirty, thirty. But I don't, I don't believe they have a one-year guarantee. I've never heard of anything beyond 
um, uh, six months. Really? I thought one year was standard, okay, until I read this no. stuff. No. Why? The I believe is, is, is 90. If standard is 90, what are you? And I, but no. my, I always start with 30. We start with 30. What are you here? You're insane, animal. Jerry, your you guarantee don't... is a year. Your guarantee no, is a not. year. Yes, it is. Dude, put put down the bong, brother. <laughs> don't drink the bong water. My guarantee is a year. You what are said. You saying? No, you said after, but it it decreases after. It, it's like seventy five percent for the first three months. I think it's first what, month. Uh, I I posted what? my agreement meant. 75% the first month, 50 yeah. the next, 25 the third month. Yeah. Ending on day 90. Oh, really? Never said. Yeah. Yes, really, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, hey Jerry, do you do that Anybody as else like a, a discount on the next placement kind of thing? Yeah. So the first month, I will refund 75% if that's what the customer wants or apply it towards the refill fee. There you go. And but but the second and third month it's only fifty percent and twenty five percent credit. Susie, Susie, are you talking I about like, like refunds? The or... They have to steal that. That's a great idea, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Okay, I but like the tier. Susie, you you're welcome. I'll, yes. I'll I'll post it in my recruiting group, the recruiters who actually yeah. make placements. Uh-huh. What group is that again? Uh, recruiters <laughs> who actually make placements, <laughs> but it's a closed group, so we really only do let in recruiters. Okay, but she's a recruiter. You can let her in. Look, Susie, what about? Okay, congratulations. Congratulations. Susie, are you giving a full refund like Jerry offers or just a credit for the next uh, replacement? Stop. You just said a full refund refund, like Jerry offers. I just covered this. (laughs) I do not give a full refund. Well, 75%, you give give cash back. 75%. 75% and then uh, uh, we cover, we will, we ask for 45 days to uh, find another replacement if they, if they don't last. You ask for 45 days exclusive for the next, for, yes. for the replacement. Correct. So, so what did you say about That's the 75%? Cool, so will you refund the 75%? If, if they don't last and they don't hire somebody new, we'll refund, we'll do a 75% refund. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, great. Okay. That's so, the same as yeah, but, mine, but just the thirty days animal. And let me uh-huh. say, right, 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 right. Refunding seventy five percent is less than a quote free replacement. Free replacements <laughs> are so ridiculous. I can't believe it. Anybody yeah, that I thinks agree. replacing someone for free isn't giving the money back is an idiot and should not be in yeah. business. You're right. I agree. I'm 100% with you on that. Hey, Jerry, how often do you have to resort to using that guarantee? Well, actually, just uh, last month had a customer that um, the the candidate left like during the fourth month. So Hmm. we were nice enough to extend that final month for them. So gave them a 25% discount, which, in fact, was I, I would do that. Any day of the week, happy to do it, you know, because then they really looked towards my company to re replace the person rather than, you know, I'm not giving your money back too bad. So they go to another agency because they're pissed. You know, they stuck with us and, and in fact, they've already paid the invoice for the replacement person. Uh Uh-huh. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of other things. I, I like some of the other answers there. Uh, people said it's the client's job to keep the candidate happy, not mine. You know, you're asking me to guarantee something I have zero influence over. That's why they don't believe in a long guarantee. Once they make the placement, they've done their job, okay? And and if you can't, they say if you can't tell if it's a good hire in 30 days, you're not a good manager. What do you say about that, uh, Susie? How long does it take to evaluate a person? I, I honestly think they would know within 30 days, which is why I have a guarantee for 30 days. Um, uh-huh. But it, it is their responsibility. Candidate on, you know, onboarding all the way through um, next steps. That is the responsibility of the team to make sure that that individual feels that they're welcome and part of the team. So that is their responsibility, not mine. However, it, yeah. it would not be right of me to ignore them and not t- have a touch point through um, in the initial process. So I normally call okay. them within the first 30 days of their employment. So what would you do if you uh, had somebody leave a good job to take the job that you, you know, were working on, and then your client fired her in the first 30 days? Okay, so she had a good job. Now she doesn't have a job, and she's got a black mark. What would you do to help her? Anything special? Well, I first have to understand why she was – that person was let go. Um, yeah. If it was performance or if it was, it, it depends. I, honestly, I would have to, it's situational. I don't know. Uh, I would definitely try to help them if I placed them to begin with. That means I like them, I like their skill sets, and I thought that they were a good fit. So if they were fired, I, that would be my first question. Why? Okay. So there's some reason. Okay. Don't try to dodge this. Okay. I'm not going to let this go. There's some reason it didn't work out. You already know that you like this candidate. Well, you, you, you said so, right? You, uh, so, so, uh, what would you start marketing them to uh, other companies? Uh, what would you do? Would you feel responsible to that person? You, you know, enticed her away from a good job. Now she has no job. Because if you phoned her, so what's what do you feel any kind of responsibility? Uh, okay, if they are fired by by reason of a reorg, or I should say, let go. If they were let go because they were, it was a reorg. Absolutely, I'm going to do 100% to try to find them another opportunity. Um, if they were let go because of performance issues, I'd have to figure out what those performance issues were and ask if these people were the candidate was ready to take on another assignment. Okay, I don't understand. Anybody else want to comment? Anybody else? Do you feel guilty when you've uh, induced somebody to take a, a a job and it doesn't work out, and they're you know they've got bills to pay? I'm not trying their to, to take the job. They're making a selection on their own. They are leaving their job because they think they're going for a better opportunity. Okay, so perfect seg- perfect segue. I want you to think of this while I do an ad. Have you ever persuaded somebody to take a job? Someone maybe who didn't. Uh, want to take it necessarily said i'm happy where i am and you said well what does that mean and then uh and then you had a discussion say look this is why you're happy but i can make you more happy and they believed you right so i want to know if you've ever done anything like that but first i'm going to talk to everybody about hire tool h-i-r-e-t-u-a-l you know uh i keep coming back to the same people uh, amy miller trish wydurka they are well known in the Facebook groups to be good recruiters and sourcers. And you know what? They love Hire Tool, okay? Because it works for them, hands down. 
Amy even did a test. She ran it together with some other big-name sourcing tool, and she said the result was no contest. Hire Tools AI sourcing function gave her relevant results with full contact info, and it speeds things up, okay? It's really what you want. H-I-R-E-Q-U-A-L, Hire Tool. Back to our new, well, renewed friendship with uh, Susie Grieco. Have you ever, I want to see how you're going to get out of this one, okay? <laughs> have you ever have persuaded to somebody to take a job? I have persuaded somebody who had accepted another offer not to move forward with that offer and move forward with mine instead. Is that the same thing? Yeah. How'd you do that? Tell us that story. Tell us the story. Uh he had accepted another offer with another company. Uh, it was one of the larger um, government integrators who were totally impersonal, sent him his offer letter via email, had not contacted a recruiter since their initial conversation, um, just wrote, you know, signed an offer, did letter. And in the meantime, he had talked to my client, talked to my client's employees. He had an in-person interview. I was like, "How can you compare how what it would look, what it would be to work like this kind of organization versus the offer that you got? Um, I can show you how to uh, back out of your offer in a way that does not um, sort of blackball you with them." So I advised him through the process, but yet ultimately it was his decision to to, to move forward with mine. Okay, so actually he wanted he wanted to take your job. He just felt awkward about turning the other one down. Yes or no? Is that correct? He had already accepted the other offer. He had he felt awkward about trying to tell them why he wasn't going okay, to be Okay, but did you tell him? Did you say, Joe? Uh, I think you should turn down that other offer and take this one because you like this company better and they're impersonal. Did you uh, interject yourself in the process like that? Were you assertive and saying, this is what I think, you should take my job? Yes or no? Did you do that? I, I said, here are the pros for starting with the company that I represent and that you enjoyed meeting. So, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely highlighted the pros. Okay. So, Who did you, how did you animal? What? What, Jerry? Are you telling me that you've never done what your customers? I, I don't feel comfortable. No, do? I don't feel comfortable doing that. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't want the responsibility if it doesn't work out. It's not my decision, and I like to make it that works clear. Out. It's, it's never, it your, it's out. never your decision. It's never your decision. It's the candidate's decision. If I put the pressure on, if advise. I put the pressure on Susie, if I come to you and say, Susie, you know. This job that I'm telling you about, it's way better than that other one. Come on, face it. And this is why, okay? If I'm doing the leading, okay, then I I have a responsibility to that person. Man. You know? I, yeah. That's no, one of the most ridiculous things I've heard on this show. With all the information so they can make an informed decision. It is always ultimately my job to give them advice and they weigh that advice in terms of making their own decisions. So you know what? Hold on, on a second. Here's the. Well, go ahead, Mike. I, I think I think the to... only persuasion really that we're doing is persuading individuals to have the conversation, and then it's yes, you know, sharing information. 
No, no, yeah. we're not. We're saying this is a great company. You, the other company's yeah. impersonal. You liked everybody here. You're going to be happy here. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Then, but we've just like the recruiters say, I'm not there. I never worked at that company. I, I don't know it's going to be great. I don't know what's going to happen. Animal, okay, if, so you're, you, if you're telling me, that's animal, why it's important to like your client and to know your client. Let Jerry yell at me. It, let Jerry yell animal, at me for a if, second. Go ahead. If, no, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just, I'm just trying to clarify. Are you trying to tell me that you are, after all these decades in recruiting, incapable yeah. of assessing whether one company and a role and responsibility, duties, projects, growth, all of that is not better than another company? If you're saying that you can't assess a career move for somebody who doesn't do this for a living, if you can't do that from time to time, especially for the amount of money that companies pay you to actually do that, again, get out. Okay, thanks, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, hey, I think you Jerry might be able to help like, you find your like, next job. You know what? You here's make a, here's a question. Like, like here's, you're supposed here's to something. sneak up behind here's these people and put a bag over their head. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something right, that I know. It really is. This is the kind of stuff okay. that really bugs me okay, when people look. start saying that, well, that's not our job. It most certainly okay. is our job. These companies uh-huh. are paying us $20,000 to help them reel in a specific kind of person that they desperately need to hire. That's what they're paying us to do. We're not uh-huh. lying oh, to no, anybody. I, I, but we oh, are at times helping move but, them to our company. It's what we do. But to Mike's point, what? you also have to have integrity of recommendations to your candidate. So well, your reputation is not only based to your clients, but you also have to be reputable in dealing with the candidates. Am I giving them false information to make a decision? No. I'm giving them and reminding them of the good aspects of the opportunities that exist so they can make an informed decision. If I don't deal with them with the same level of integrity that I deal with my clients, then shame on me. But okay. I, I think you're also, you're also Michael G. Cox, Gosh, your turn. Starting to, this is starting to piss me off. <laughs> okay. You're also sharing the fact that you, you don't have all the information, and you're brokering a conversation between your candidate and your client, um, but you're, you're just guiding them through that process. I don't think you're persuading anybody. Just, Hold on, Michael again, G. Cox. Michael G. Cox, do you actually say, look, I have to be humble in this. I'm not pushing you. It's your decision. I don't know everything. Do you actually say that and put that on the table? Probably not. No. Yes. Okay. You, okay, you there do. you go. You say, here's, here's the information, and you've got, give me an answer by close of business today, how you want to proceed. Uh, and then, uh, and then uh, your hands are off. Are you telling me? Animal, are you telling yeah. me that you cannot look at two offers and professionally advise as to which is the better offer? Uh, you saying you that know you're what? not capable of doing that? I got to tell you something. That, that is, here's what I know. Here's what I know. Here's what I know that I here's what I know that I can do. Something that's sort of the reverse of what we're talking about. If I see a good candidate. I can tell the hiring manager or the project manager I'm working with, this is a great candidate. I think they should go with this person. That's not a great candidate. He's got the qualifications, but this guy's a lot better. I tend to feel confident about that, even though I've never done that job myself. But there's other positions where 
I just I remember recruiting a, a project manager uh, who was supposed to be strategic, uh, working on hospital construction, uh, de- de- design and construction. What do I know about that? No, nothing. All I could say was, this is what the job consists of. It sounds interesting. I think you should take a look at it. But I, I couldn't say, I, I think you should take it. This is an obvious career move. I had no means to assess. I couldn't assess those positions one against the other. So so you're saying that you are professionally able to decide whether somebody is fully qualified to do a job and tell your yeah. manager that. Yeah. But you are not able to assess what we really do, which is look at offers, compare positions, growth, role, new skills, challenges. Seriously? God. Okay. I am absolutely okay, Jerry, blown Jerry, Jerry, away. Okay, you, you made your point. You made, I got to do that. Okay, you made your point. Uh, recruiting God. animals an idiot. Yeah, he should quit the business. No, I just okay. don't. I just sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> what planet? What planet? Yeah, are what you planet on? am I living on? Yeah, I, we know that story already. Okay, thank you, Jer. Okay, yeah. Is there, you know, is there, is there anybody else on the line today besides? Uh, the three. I just no. want to give everybody an opportunity. Hey, but first I'm going to tell everyone. I'm going to have to go early. I, I, I have to strong arm a guy into taking a lower offer. <laughs> so, hold, hold it's on. actually a pretty, I, co- pretty bad company. They're going to lay him off in six months, but I don't uh, care. I need that money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's a typical that recruiter. That's a typical recruiter, okay? No. Jerry, I'm showing you. Jerry's no. lifting the kimono. No, okay, I, I don't know what typical recruiter you're talking about. That is not. That's not good recruiting. No. Okay. Let me let that's me t- say a word or two about PC recruiter before Jerry leaves. Okay, so he can still talk to interrupt everything. Okay. Hey everybody, you know Nick Mazur, M A Z U R. I'm Canadian. I have to say Z. Okay. So. Here's what he says. He says, we use PC Recruiter, and we love it. We love it. I've demoed a ton of systems. They have, this is me talking about PC Recruiter now. PC Recruiter has the most robust set of features. Robust is a word I hardly ever used to use, but everybody loves it. It's robust. Other products do one or two things better, but overall, I think PC Recruiter has the most features. We do multiple industries and four different types of searches, and it is very versatile. If you're a recruiter, uh, any kind of recruiter, PC Recruiter loves you. So go check them out at pcrecruiter.net. Back to uh, our dear friend, Susie Greco. Have you ever twisted the arm of a hiring manager and say, look, I worked on this job. I understand this job. If you turn down this candidate, I'm not working on it anymore. you got to hire her. Have you ever done that, Susie? <laughs> no, but I, I, I have had a client just recently, actually, who was so tough on all of his candidates and – I mean, just really, I mean, they never, they, they didn't, they, they passed the phone technical interview. They came in for the in-person. They did okay. He said no to all of them, not a, not a strong enough fit. The majority of them all have had great new jobs with new clients, including working for Red Hat. So um, I had a conversation with them and said, okay, so um, I will not be actively supporting your recruiting efforts 
as a contingency because I'm not going to make any money. I've submitted 10 candidates. None of them made it through the cut. Um, I, if I find another candidate during my search for other clients, I will, I will let you know and I will share them with you. But right now, it doesn't make any sense for me to invest any more time on a contingency basis than I have already. It took 10 candidates for you to, to, to put your foot down? 10? No, well, they all were, I mean, they came through pretty quickly. I'm a former agency recruiter. You source quickly. You get candidates that fit. There was my network. So I was able to get 10 candidates pretty quickly. Well, let me ask Jerry so, before he leaves. Jerry, Jerry, have you ever had 10 candidates for one job? I have never had that. Jerry. One. No, 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 no. They weren't simultaneous. They weren't simultaneous. I didn't submit them simultaneously. Please press Ten candidates one over a period of time. to connect so, your call. Yeah. No, they were... uh, hey, who's that? Who's, well, who's hey, got hey, the whole? Hey, what? hey, animal. Yeah. Animal. Uh, Glenn Gutmacher says, "Hey, I've dialed in. Can I talk?" What? What's a, what? This area? What's this area code? Sure, just speak up. What's this area code? I don't know. I, I, everybody's open. Uh, somebody huh. was talking a minute ago, and I talked over him. Okay, sorry. Is that you, Glenn? Glenn. Some of these people are sensitive. Glenn, Glenn. don't go. Don't go. Glenn. I, I, I'm open to Glenn. Glenn. He's not on the line. You know, these people, they find things to complain yeah, about me no matter what I do, okay? Week. I can never win. I can never <laughs> win. Have been a message it's not that hard week, to find those, those topics, animals. <laughs> I'll keep my eye open for him. Okay, uh, as Susie, uh, are, are these good questions, or are there some questions that you think that you're best suited to answer that, that I haven't asked you yet? Wow. <laughs> That's a truly open-ended question. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd like some of your questions, so I, if you have more, I would love to answer them. I, know I have tons of questions, but you know what? A, a smart a smart guest comes with, you know, recruiting animal. If you're boring, I'm going to take the lead. And these are the things that I can speak about. I can speak about really oh, well, okay? okay? I can entertain I can entertain your guests, okay? But you know what? If I don't think you're yeah, interesting, I'll go back to mine. Okay. So, are you, right, so, here's, are you, so here's the importance of giving back to the community. So I do believe very strongly, especially since you don't seem to hold a lot of recruiters in high regard, instead of letting them continue down that path. I, can't, I can barely uh, hear a thing she's saying. She's on a stinky us, phone. How do we educate them to move them forward? and to educate them and train them to be better recruiters and to elevate our entire profession. What yeah, are you training. doing for that? Training? No, I, I, run a, I run a group every day. I make five postings to train people. Okay, what are you doing about it? You run the conference once a year. <laughs> Hey, uh, well, we beyond, it, it goes beyond the conferences. We have networking events. We have wait a second. We uh, gotta solve Glenn's activities. problem. Hold on, everybody. Before before we move ahead, Glenn went to Yale. Okay, he's got a postgraduate degree, I think, from Yale, he and he can't one, call. He, he doesn't know how to call into the show. Okay, so before you criticize me one. for not letting him on, this Yale graduate, <laughs> first time caller, he can't figure it out. It looks like to me. <laughs> okay, hold on. Five oh eight. Is that you, Glenn? Five oh eight. Yes. Yeah. There. You is. know what happened? I'll explain it. The, the, for some reason, Block Talk Radio p- put your number near the top, even though you you called last. Go ahead, Glenn. 
Susie's dying to hear what well, you got to say. Go ahead. All right. I think you two were both right earlier. This was the um, Susie-Jerry debate, and Animal, you were probably in on this too. It's that when you're advising the candidate, you're at a much deeper part of the process where a lot of subtleties around comparing roles are at a much further evolved point than when you're telling a hiring manager or recruiter in the beginning, hey, this person I sourced is probably good enough because you're, you're at a much lighter level of screen at that point. You don't have to know as much about the person or the situation to advise at that stage. So, Glenn, you're saying something, but I don't understand what it is, okay? Are you saying that, yes, the recruiter is naturally in a position to advise a candidate, this is a better job? That was Jerry. Jerry said any decent recruiter should be able to assess two offers and tell the candidate which one is better. Are you agreeing with Jerry? doesn't sound like it to me. No, I'm not agreeing with him. I think it's much easier to advise the hiring manager. At that early no stage. way, no way, nope. If you're not in deep enough with a candidate that you can't help them sort through these things, then you're just doing a superficial job of sending resumes around and hoping that you can sling out some offers. I mean, I'm having a deep conversation with somebody at the point where they've got a couple different offers, I, and I am able to sort those out, and sometimes I'm like <laughs> – yeah, dude, that, that, that's a great offer. But if I yep. can't sit down with somebody and look at, well, four weeks of vacation versus two, yep. $98,000 plus a stop op, stock option versus, you know, 80, no reload help. I mean, if I can't sit down and do that work with somebody. <laughs> Jerry, you, know, you I, set I, it up. You, you gave an example. You set it up with an example that's just so easy and brainless. Come on. Oh, well, and give, me, you're not... give me the example that you're talking about, Animal. If well, you, what if about a second? Well, I, I had an example earlier this week of a guy that I had to tell, yeah, that, that other offer makes better sense for you. Right. Go for it and stop, stop trying to get us to a point where we don't feel comfortable. We simply can't fit you into right. our compensation plan. Okay, it was money. It was pretty straightforward. But what about, uh, Glenn, do you have an example? Glenn, do you have an example where you didn't feel confident to tell somebody which is what's better? Yeah, I think it's what you're saying is if the criteria are as quantitatively comparable as Jerry's example, it is more straightforward. But usually the things that cause someone to pick one offer over another are much more subtle and personal. Like, do you have any concrete example? Do you have anything concrete? I gave the example of a project manager who has to be strategic building hospitals. Do you have anything like that? Well, you're talking now about the candidate submission stage, which is a very different kind of evaluation process than the candidate no, hey, offer Glenn, comparison. Glenn, Animal, oh, when, wow. when he was talking about this, he was talking about who to hire. He was not talking – this, before he got to the Huda interview, he was saying that he is much better at telling a manager he ought to hire this person. He said, "Yes, yeah, I did say that, but we're talking about something different. We're talking about something different now, Jerry. You well, know, don't no, uh, no, we, we either finish off one discussion or start another? Okay, but before we do Glenn that, combine the two. He yeah, combined yeah, the okay. two. Okay, 
Okay, and hold on. I got to. I got to do. I have to do a final call. ad before the show's over. I gotta. You know, I gotta do an ad. Okay, we're we need coffee money, and I gotta bill these guys one of these days. <laughs> And I keep promising Michael G. Cox that he's going to get some coffee money, but I, I haven't. You know, I got to tell you something. I tried to sell to send regulars on the show. I tried to send them coffee cards, and I tried to the Starbucks U.S. site so I could send them U.S. dollars. I tried the Canadian site, and I get rejected every time. That's why uh, nothing's ever gone out. That's okay. okay. Anyway. Okay, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. You know what it is? It's phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. Like I said, I hear that. I hear that enthusiasm in a candidate. I know that's a good person, okay? When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, it delivers a ton of info that you can't get from a resume or a dry report. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of that sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. It gives you a full transcript of the interview as well. Okay, Glenn, this is your first time. Why use that animal when you can just tell them who to hire? Yeah, I you know what? I got to tell you, back with with the guarantee, they said, look, one guy said, look, if you want me to give you a, a long guarantee, then you don't interview my candidates. I'll hire them for you, okay? I'll find them, and I'll hire them, and I'll take the responsibility then. But it, no way. But, that, that's even yeah. worse, man. He, he was that's speaking. It was a, stupid. Okay, it was a joke, Jerry. His, his point was no, it that he – it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. Okay. Glenn, Glenn, okay. you're a first-time caller. Glenn, you're a first-time caller. Uh, is there anything other that you want to share? I want to give you the floor for a minute. The, the great Glenn Gutmacher, uh, sorcerer extru- extraordinaire. Is there anything else you'd like to tell my audience? You know, because you might never call again. Well, <laughs> since, since, He's since never going back home after this. You left out Honit's newest module, which is really good, where the hiring manager can actually tell the story about the job, and it gets shared automatically with candidates, and they can book on your calendar schedule all in one move. Okay. Are you big on getting the hiring manager into the recruiting process? Is that what you're telling me? Well, obviously, I'm on the corporate side, not the agency side, so I don't mind. Which makes it all the more easier. It's easier for you. You know, you're there every day. You could bug bug a person. Do you get the – and Amy Miller, she's uh, always bugging these hiring managers to help us out, get get involved. Are you in that camp? I am in that camp, and I've actually talked with some companies that – where the sourcer doesn't even have to take on the requisition until the hiring manager has recorded a video that can be shared. Okay. What about Susie? Susie, are you in that camp? Still here? Uh, you mean getting the hiring? Yeah. Getting the hiring manager involved in the process? Absolutely. Have you done it? Yes. Yes. I have them all the time. If I feel like I'm losing a candidate and, because I either A, I can't describe a process or activity or technology or environment as well as the hiring manager. I put them in direct contact with the hiring manager and let them know they need to engage. Okay, so there's two issues there. First of all, Glenn was giving an example of getting the hiring manager involved at the start, not waiting till you get in trouble, okay? Uh, so that's the one issue. The other one is apparently a lot of these hiring managers, uh, even if you're there working in the same office with them, 
they are resistant. They're too busy. They don't want to help you. Have you ever had to strong arm a hiring manager, or is there some special uh, technique you've got to get them to cooperate with you? Um, well, if prefer- they're too busy to engage with me, then they're not actually actually actively looking for candidates. Okay, so what, what does that mean? Involved, Are you going to tell them to screw off? Hey, buzz off, buddy. You're not going to help me. I'm not interested <laughs> in you. They're, if they're not actively responsive within 24, 48 hours, their job gets taken off my list of things to do. Okay, that's yeah, different. Yeah, like corporately you... too. We're, okay, we're well, Glenn, how did these? More love to Glenn, you were talking about managers. you were talking about about hiring managers who are being forced to make videos. Okay, how do, how does that get, get happening? The, the the CEO says I I believe in that, and you got to do this, or I'm going to fire you. I mean, how does a recruiter get the hiring manager? We know hiring managers are the stupidest people in the world. Okay, they don't understand anything about recruiting, but they want the world. They don't want to cooperate. We know that. How do you get that done? So again, I was distinguishing between the sourcer role and the recruiter role, which is often yeah. two different jobs at corporations. Uh-huh. So the yeah. recruiter is still assigned to the rec, but if the hiring manager is expecting dedicated sourcing support, he ain't getting it till the video is recorded. Yeah, but how come? Is there a policeman over him or her, the hiring manager? Is the, is the CEO going to punish them? How do you get it done? Okay, how do you enforce that rule? Okay, I'm, I'm not sure where the disconnect is. If the <laughs> video isn't recorded, the sourcer isn't acting on the rec. It's just the recruiter taking in incoming resumes. That's not going to fill the job. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'm not going to. You, you have to be a guest in order for me to take this any farther. But I've got a warning. You sound an <laughs> awful lot like Michael G. Cox. I would be confusing the two of you left and right. You must be the same kind of psychological type or something like uh, that, okay? I am okay that, with being confused with somebody that's from Yale. Smarter than you? We're, we're good. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. What are we, we've covered a lot of uh, stuff, Susie. <coughs> Excuse me, but there's still 10 minutes left. <laughs> Let me see what else. If you would prefer, next time I'm on the show, I'll use this kind of voice, don't you know? <laughs> the Beatles, <laughs> the Beatles, yeah, great. I'd love to interview them. I, I would, you know what? If I had one of the Beatles on, I would take them to task over Pete Best. They fired. They didn't have the the guts to fire the guy face to face. They sent Brian Epstein to do it. Okay. So anyway, I always felt I feel bad when I hear stories like that. Anyway, the the, the great Beatles. Oh, I believe they're great. Okay, but. That was terrible. That was low. Well, you know people what? I always gathered... avoid tough conversations. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, here's they something that Susie. Okay, Susie and Jerry and everybody on the line seem to agree about this, but implicitly, that recruiters are not responsible for quality of hire. I always tend to think, just intuitively, that uh, we are. If you present a list of people, they better be good people. So yes, the employer makes the choice. But the choice, you, you do offer the selection that he or she has to make the choice from. Every recruiter that, says that can be different on both sides of the coin. If you're talking about corporate recruiting, I would agree with you a bit more, because if I put five terrible candidates in front of a hiring manager, he's going to pick the least terrible, and, and you're going to dilute the ability of that team to succeed uh, or to achieve its team goal. But externally, it's kind of like survival of the fittest. If you put forth a panel of candidates, three or five, whatever you do, 
and they're all terrible, you should not be working or receiving their business. Yeah, you should be putting you, you should be responsible for putting good candidates in front of the hiring manager or let him no. or her know that there are no good candidates, okay? And right. no, I think there are plenty of agencies totally that don't buy totally into that line you. that you have to be responsible for it because really as an agency, if you work at some agency, you're kind of responsible for you know, covering 3x of what you're paid at that agency. If you find some you know, organization that's willing to take your you know, subpar or your really bad candidates and hire them, you're still being successful. I don't think so, Susie. No, because you're Susie's not going to get you're not going to get paid. You're not going to get paid. Those people won't last. Your reputation will suffer. It's very it's, it's very short sighted. So yes, exactly. I, I agree with you in the long term, but but some you know some bad candidates may survive and they may hide in that organization, and you may get paid. Eventually, I agree with you. Eventually. You're going to lose that business to to a better organization. Okay, but let's say right. let's say I am you're quite a corporate. Certain, I'm what? quite certain that I've placed some B and C players over my 30 years in recruiting. I've yep. been paid every time. Yeah, so, Jerry, you yeah. specialize in you specialize in them because they fit the role. They are good. They're they're B or C players, but for the job that you're placing them in, you told me they're not subpar. They're exactly what's well, needed. A, it's a B company. Right. right? Can we agree that subpar not, is actually good? Not every good. company needs a yeah top top. Of, but <laughs> as far as what we can guarantee, though, animal, at least in my opinion, I can't guarantee somebody's success because their success isn't my product. My product is my time, professional knowledge, and process in recruiting. That's that's all I can guarantee. Good point. So that lasts about a month. You know, once they've been there a month, then I'm I've already help them move through their counteroffer period, shake off all the other places maybe they were interviewing at, all the second guessing that happens. That's still part of my process, that transitional phase. But once that's done, I'm out. And anything further than that is not my work product. It's not what I do. Okay. Sounds like everybody agrees about something. I'm the only, uh, again, outsider here. Okay. And and I think – I think uh, maybe it, it's more for a corporate recruiter as well. But So if you're assessing a recruiter's success, you can't make quality of hire one of the uh, markers. That's what everybody seems to say. Glenn, are you still on the line? Glenn, do you have a, a comment? Yale? Yaley? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm still here, don't you know? Okay. <laughs> well, I, you know, That's good. Quality of hire may inform – uh, recruiting activities in the f- or recruiting strategies in the future. So if all of your getting is sub you know subpar candidates um, and they don't last a year, then you need to reassess your recruiting strategies. Okay, well I want to hear what Glenn said. Is quality of hire something you want to be measured on or not? Glenn, you're a corporate recruiter. Uh, I'm really run the sourcing team, so here um, we would measure the recruiter on. A quality of higher metric related to not the sourcer, average. but the, so what's the difference? The sourcer's only putting supposed to be putting forward good candidates, or is it just name gen? No, no, they they get screened, but if if they make it to hiring manager interview, I think that's as far as we can hold the sourcer accountable. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Is it Glenn? While you're on, I know you're you're uh, you run some kind of. Uh, 
<laughs> recruiting society in Boston. You want to plug it? I would love to. It's BOTSA, as in Boston Area Talent Sourcing Association. So you make that into an acronym, B-A-T-S-A dot U-S. And uh, we do allow live streaming attendees. So I hope uh, people even outside of Boston can attend. We get all the sourcing legends to speak. We've had uh, Glenn Cathy, Shally Steckel, Steve Levy, and um, we're actually going to have Steven Rothberg talking about programmatic advertising on December 10th. Uh huh. Yeah, you know, uh, you always put this Glenn Cathy uh, appearance before me when I talk about introverted recruiters. And I actually had a question about introverts. It's kind of late in the game, but when you come back another time, I'm going to have you argue on behalf of introverts, okay? Because I tend to see it as a disability. Although my introduction today said it's the age of autistic people, and I think introverts and autistic people are somehow uh, related. Okay, Susie. You uh, organize the Recruit DC. Do you want to do a plug for it? Absolutely. Uh, for those people who are in the Washington DC metropolitan area who are in, you know, I, I hope somebody else can hear you because I've been struggling I the whole show. Fun. Okay, but go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I I will talk with a little bit more <laughs> force. Um, uh, Recruit DC is an organization that's dedicated to educating and improving the recruiting professionals in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, whether you are starting out and a first-time recruiter or experienced recruiter, a sourcer, employment branding, or a talent acquisition manager. It's a great organization for networking and learning. Okay. So, so they, if they want to find it, though, wow, Susie, you have great. to tell them how. Where do they go? Recruit oh, D.C.? We, uh, we recruit DC.org. Or, and dot org. Recruitdc.org. Recruit is, is BATSA? Is BATSA.com? Is it a ba- Glenn, BATSA.com? Yeah, it's a .us. .us. <laughs> hey, everybody, these are the genius recruiters. .com yeah. is what everybody should have, but they've got .org and .us. Don't ask me why. Okay. <laughs> but I well, want to say. It was available. I could have bought it for $2,000. Yeah, you, you could have. You, I know why you guys took it, because it was two ninety nine the first year. It was cheaper, okay? That's probably why. But anyway, I want to thank the great Glenn Guttmacher. For Amy, I mean, so Susie, you should be flattered. He decided to call in when you were on the show. Yeah. I want to thank Susie. <laughs> I want to thank Susie for I coming am. back. Okay? We were a lot of fun. Uh, even though you didn't have the greatest phone in the world, Jerry was hot today. Enjoy talking to him. The great Michael G. Cox. Yeah, and that's everybody who spoke. Nobody else spoke, but other people called in. They were listening to you. Okay, so thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Ah!